Hi everybody and welcome back to the Two Pros Podcast. Joe, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah, really good, mate, thank you. Tonight, talking about winter golf. It's come to that time of the year. We're into November now, which is a bit scary. How's your winter golf? Is it something you, I don't know, do you endure? Do you get through? Do you put your clubs away? I think it comes a very different time of golf for everybody, doesn't it? It's more so, especially for us Parkland golfers, more endure and keep the swing going than it is potentially look at handicap down and you're not shooting the course record in winter. Yeah. I think something that we've tried to do, and we've got a trip coming up in February, I think you've got to have something to look forward to to keep your game going during the winter months. Because if you just think, right, April, Masters time, that's my next goal of getting my game ready, just it's too short, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's a, a point where it comes to where you're looking at Masters fever's going to strike, like you say, around April, it always does. Is it going to break your heart if it's not as good as it, it could be? Mm. And you don't want the start of the season to be the start of your practice. I think you want to be in place, ready to go. You, and certainly I see it with the comp results that we deal with. You know who's been out and practised and you know who's put the clubs away. Yeah. For me, I think it's something that you've almost got to adapt to and change your game to, I don't know, cope with the winter in a way, keep that golf buzz going, keep the enthusiasm going. Would you? I know you, you take instruction and you, and you support me as well. Is that something you'd go in away and do to keep the motivation during winter? Yeah, without a doubt. This is the time to make changes. Um, it's my own personal thing now to kind of make changes with not only my clients but my own game to be when the season kicks in I don't want to be changing the swing I want one or two swing thoughts and that be it for the season it puts you in a really good place it builds you a base mm. and you're ready to go then rather than kind of picking at bits not really changing much and then come summer deciding you're not happy with your game so yeah. I think now is the time to start making swing improvements mm. I think if you want to go and play some golf, we're hopefully doing it this week, of go and find some links. I know it might be cold, it might be windy, but the ground's still going to be firm, you're going to get good conditions, it's not going to get those horrible, soggy lies that we get on Parkland courses. And I know when I used to work for England Golf, where people up in Lancashire especially, they would have a kind of summer and a winter course. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I had a, a wonderful treat to go and play Wallacey the other day, and... It's totally different to what we're seeing at home here. It's so much firmer. You're not getting plug balls. You're not trudging around in waterproofs and caked mm. up to the nines. It's actually quite pleasant, and especially this time of year when it's not freezing cold. Obviously, January, February, it's a little bit different. It yeah. does get cold. But at the moment, you catch the right day. It's gorgeous out there. A little bit of breeze. It's a jumper. Yeah. But it's generally pretty playable. Yeah, exactly that. And I think it's something as well about maybe... Finding a local driving range or somewhere where we're, we're recording today, we've got a, a great simulator kind of slash practice facility down the road from, from us, a place called Going Golf. Thank you, everybody, for allowing us to record here tonight and supporting as well because at the end of the day, we've just had half an hour or so of putting on a, what would you say, Joe, 50, 60 foot putting yeah, green? Yeah, looking at it, yeah, it's probably a good good 50 feet by probably 25, 30 feet. It's huge. And it's completely free. Just Come down, get yourselves booked in, maybe have a go on the simulator downstairs, but if you want to do a bit of putting practice where it's quite comfortable, it's nice and warm, why not? Yeah, you've certainly not got any kind of wind blowing into your face on a range. I know we, we've previously done range sessions through the winter, and I think it's good to mix them in. 
but it's not perfect all mm. the time, especially if you're looking to kind of exact a ball flight. When you've got the wind and everything there, it's always hard to tell. Yeah. So coming out here to kind of simulate a world, you can start to hit shapes and see what the ball's actually doing without the wind. Mm. What's your thoughts on simulator golf? Is it good for your game? Can you do any harm to your game? I think it's as much good as it is bad in places. It obviously incentivises somebody to practice, and if you're not one to go out, let's take kind of December, January, usually when the snow's on the ground, it's not nice to go out and practice. It's something we, we can't have that luxury on our range outdoor. A covered range, it's still bitter cold. You're not playing as you normally would. So a simulator then gives you the chance to practice a little bit. But I think the downside to it is it removes all kind of consequence. Yeah. It's very much kind of hit it as hard as you can, and it doesn't matter. You see a lot of people's strategy go to pot. And especially in that, when people start to kind of smash drive or wherever, technique starts to suffer a little bit. And you don't want that to be the adverse effect. So I think if you come into a simulator or playing simulator golf, use it to practice a swing change. It's not just smashing the ball as hard as you can all the time. Yeah, I think that's the key through the winter as well. And it's practice with that purpose. It's not just maybe going through the ropes and thinking, right, I'm just going to treadmill it out tonight where I'm just going to hit balls for balls sake use the time purposeful and if that's like you said making a swing change doing something that's going to benefit your game in the long run yeah I mean now is the perfect time really to go and see your coach your local pro whoever it is to to make an educated swing change because it's that time of year where you start to see a few people down on the range and you hear that classic line of oh do you know what you're doing yeah and or I can see something that you're doing and it isn't it's based on opinion it's not fact and i've seen a lot of players take that in and get all and suffer for it really yeah and that's the last thing we want people to do mm. um it's the perfect time now to even just go to your pro and say look i want one lesson and i want one thought to go and practice and i'll come back and see you if i need to yeah it doesn't have to be a session or six sessions worth it doesn't have to be every week just go when it suits you but use the right thoughts to improve your game, mm. not just smash balls, see a slice, try and fix something that looks wrong and make your slice worse. Yeah, and that's the key as well, isn't it, as well. The manufacturers are very clever at this time of year because they bring new product out. Around about January time, they release yeah. that new product. And it is so tempting to, to change. Is it a good time to change your gear, Joe? I, I think it's an interesting one, really, because we, we tend to see this time where you kind of suffer you're in 10 layers looking like the michelin man <laughs> and not swinging it at your best yeah and you come to a point where your swing isn't suiting the club because the club's set up for summer usually when you're in a t-shirt or a jumper you're creating a bit more speed yeah so your spin rates might change a little bit that holds it your driver in the air a bit longer or changes the distance on your irons and then you come straight out of that time into a fitting day in march and of course, then you get on a range, you start to hit the ball a bit harder, it's a little bit milder. Yeah. So, and inevitably, somebody rocks up and takes a warm up for half an hour that they've never done in their life. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, your swings change totally different to a more summery swing. Yeah. So, it probably in truth isn't the greatest time to change your equipment, get into the start of the season, get it, get past April, get past the Masters, and then see 
see what fitting days are available for you. Yeah, that's really good. Would you make any changes during the winter, kind of bag setup wise? Would you put any um, clubs in? Yeah, take any out. So there's been a little bit of change in my bag at the moment. Um, we're just flirting around. Generally, the the one obvious change for me is taking the two iron out. Yeah. That is generally the summer tea club summer and putting a hybrid in. Yeah. Um, generally, it gives a little bit more height, carries that a little bit further. So both hybrid and two iron go the same distance. It's just that the hybrid tends to flight that little bit further, so it, it gets there rather than being boggy and plugging in. Yeah. With the two iron, especially being low, it's not running out that extra fifteen yards that you'd normally see. But unless you're me, who keeps his cheat stick and his little three iron. Yeah, I, massive I, three iron, as Joe likes to remind me. I still maintain, if it was any bigger, it would have a boot on it. But I mean, this this is a great point that we're going to make now. Is you do you. At the end of the day, just because one person swapping something into the bag doesn't mean you need to. You go with whatever makes you feel comfortable. And also, as much as anything, if you don't need to change, don't change. Yeah. To be honest, just let everybody know, I was lazy. Joe kindly um, sold me a Callaway UT um, iron, lovely driving iron, but I just couldn't be arsed to work on my game to be able to hit it properly. So I, I cheated a bit, a little bit, and I went and picked up a ping crossover three iron it is massive but i tell you what it goes like a bullet yeah i mean once again though this this is what we need to kind of address for a lot of amateur golfers is that if you can't go out and practice five times a week three times a week to keep your game in the shape it needs to be don't go and get fitted for a set of blades that require <laughs> you to practice five times yeah. a week it's okay to have that bit of forgiveness if your schedule doesn't allow We've got, got to get people playing the best golf they can. And having been a fitter beforehand, before I turned pro, yeah. I, I think there's a great debate in the industry over which is better. It's kind of chicken and egg. Yeah. Is the fitting better than the lesson? Is the lesson better than fit? But what I would say for sure is if you're not taking lessons or not intending to, get the right kit. Yeah. It will maximise your game to that point. If it's lessons, then it's a combination of the two. But there's nothing wrong with having either a five wood instead of mm. a hybrid instead of a two iron. Yeah. Mix in whatever works. You've seen a lot of pros now put seven woods in yeah, exactly. because they're easier to hit. They yeah. create the characteristics they want for the flight. Mm. And that makes a huge difference to them. And I know a lot of people out there take their coach with them for a fitting, which I think is a, a brave and I think it's a great thing to do if you go down to Ping or if you go to Titleist mm. or you go to whoever. Taking your coach with you for a fitting is not a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's great, and especially seeing a lot of kind of the fittings that we do. I know when when PXG come and visit us once a month, I, I will fit alongside. Mm. And if I've got certain clients that I know have got a swing trait or something like that, I'll fit them. And it, it's good to see. And a lot of co a lot of PJ pros do fit as well. Yeah. It's, I think you've just got to be a little bit wise as to who you're going to see for that. Yeah. There's some very very good fitters local to us, and they're ultimately the kind of guys you want to go to that are going to give you the brutally honest answer of what you need I think that's the key isn't it? I think with everything that you think about winter and I think clothing's another big one but there's so many good bits of apparel out there now as I've just come to pick you up for the podcast Joe, I looked in the pro shop and there's so many layers now that you can put on and G-lays and all kinds of stuff yeah, that allow you to swing still yeah it's no longer kind of five woolen jumpers to keep you warm there's a lot more athletic material that's a lot thinner yeah and yet a lot warmer 
and and that's helping people um and also finding out what you're most comfortable with i've never been a huge fan of kind of high collared i find it tricky to swing in especially mm-hmm. a snood i find it really yeah tough. quite restrictive and aren't they snood the idea I think it can be great yeah not not necessarily to play in all the time yeah but i think then it's finding your preferences and looking if you prefer something thicker then we've got fleeces if you prefer something thinner you've ultimately got your kind of under armor skin stuff mid layers that will then all of a sudden build three or four layers without really adding too much bulk yeah and you can stay nice and warm and mm. i mean i played played wallacey in, in a pair of running leggings underneath yeah. underneath the trousers just because it beats having the kind of waterproofs over the top and the heaviness of them mm. so it's just finding out your own personal preferences and, and kind of being comfortable on the course yeah do you recommend that anybody out there Go and find your Superman outfit. The running leggings, the long Under Armour base layer top. You feel a million dollars, and to be honest, it keeps that warm thin as well. Yeah, well, ultimately, anything to stay warm. Yeah. We all know if you get cold on the golf course, you're not getting it back, especially on the links. You're not getting back from that no. at any point. There's no cover, no halfway hut to kind of go and get cosy in. You're out there. Yeah. So you're better off taking too many layers and taking them off and filling the golf bag up. Mm-hmm. Than going the other way around and just wishing you had more because your your enjoyment does depend on your conditions. Yeah, and the hands as well. I think it's the first thing for me. If my hands go, my feel goes. Just the, the game goes to pot. So we tried them last year, didn't they? They were half decent. The USB kind of in pocket charge up hand warmer yeah. thing. Yeah, the hand hand warmers of any description are great. Um, I've just invested myself in a pair of heated trolley mitts. Oh, it, he's changing we're everybody. Preparing. Oh um, no, USB plug-in again. USB plug-in. Whoa! That can go into a kind of normal phone charger as well. No way. Um, so great, power great pack, idea. Like a power pack. You can on. put a power pack on an existing trolley and just something to keep the cold off your hands. And I think that's quite a nice way, especially being attached to the trolley. Because we all know <laughs> half of everybody's lost and found is winter mitts. Yeah. It, you never find your own, but you find 10 of somebody else's. Yeah. And it's just finding those little nuances that you kind of like. You change, Joe. You have USB warm mitts. Hey, listen, this is in November. This is a man that was wearing a hat at, what, the end of August? That's freezing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you call it a word in Stoke, and a few other people do, but Nash, because we say in Stoke, that means you don't really like the cold and that's mm. me i like a layer up i love a uh, a dressing gown or something like that yeah. to kind of keep yeah, nice not and not warm. on the golf course, on the like golf just course. i did see somebody pretty close to me the other day though i was driving in and it was a, a woman and a little girl i think it was like mid-afternoon and she had a shopping bag in one hand little girl in the other and she was still in her pajamas and dressing gown i was just like yeah sadly yeah. <laughs> i don't think that's reserved to us but they're <laughs> desperately clawing back to the golf and let's get away from that one but in terms of equipment change, like let's go ball because yeah. this this is always a good one. Do you change your ball? I think it's a, one of those. If if you like the feel of a golf ball and you've got some disposable income, potentially stay with what you know. Maybe if you're a Pro V1 player, do you go to an X? If you're the TP5, do you go to an X? I think it, it's it's very tricky to do. Um, I think going back to pros again it's worth a chat go go and ask your pro at the end of the day they have good relationships with most of the brands they stock they, they're going to know the answers to your questions yeah. and i think a lot of it once again depends on who you are as a player do you need to in the first place before you think about what you need to change to do you need to change it all yeah and 
for anybody that plays a Pro-V out there, in, in the winter especially, you're looking at what you can hit your best golf shot with and not be upset if it plugs in the fairway and you never find it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, a Pro-V, nearly £4 a ball, maybe just a hair over now, you don't want to be striping shots down the fairway in a wet golf course and losing balls for the fun of it. Yeah. But maybe keeping them to go out onto the links with is a good idea. Treat yourself for around a month where your Pro-Vs come out. You go to a nice dry course and, and off you go. What's your perception of different colorations in golf balls? Your yellows, your pinks, your blues, your um, greens. There's so many. I was surprised by a green golf ball when Volvic bought them out. You can actually see them. Yeah. And fair credit to them. I, I thought that was going to be pretty tough. I think, once again, this comes down to what particularly suits your eye. I, it is strange. I, I particularly suffered with a blue ball, that especially as it was just coming down past tree line level. Yeah. could not see the thing. So it just depends what your eyes suit best, obviously, for people that are either colourblind or have difficulty seeing that. Um, I've got a gent currently buying bright pink golf balls because he can see them all the way in his flight. Yeah. And it works better for him. And ultimately the stock answer and it sounds very very monotonous at this point but it's whatever is best for your golf all the time yeah that's always going to be the answer whatever's best for you and that's what we want to kind of get across is that you don't have to read every magazine article and every recommendation that a tour coach makes where they're always chasing the sun it doesn't always work for the average kind of weekend warrior kind of no, golfer exactly I'm a fan of yellow ball don't mind a yellow ball like you said Joe there I think you make a good point if you can see it in all its flight or its glory per se and you've got a chance of finding the thing if it goes in the leaves or into the rough happy days and the same with the we tried the two-tone balls back in the summer didn't we from, from yeah. Strixon and they yeah, were yeah. they were decent I'd say they were lacking a little bit in distance but yeah. feel around the green was decent yeah I mean I, I use a lot within the coaching as we've had a putt tonight the, the split colour ball is, is a really really useful tool to practice with whether I'd be ready to take one out on the golf course I don't quite know yet I don't think they're quite easy enough to kind of line up no yeah you get a lot of feedback off them especially putting and chipping with but when it comes to driving is it going to be particularly visible yeah exactly is, is the worry but no, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. And I hope it's something they carry on with because coaching with, they're an absolute dream. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that is something maybe to consider as well if you can get your pro and they've got demo golf balls or balls that they can use and gain a fit. I don't think that's a, a bad thing to look at mm. in the winter. Go and get a ball fit. Go and try all the manufacturers that are out there. Yeah, I think the, the best thing is at this point as well is generally as far as statements go you're going to go through a few more golf balls through winter Yeah. so there's no harm in chopping and changing around to find out something that you quite like and you might just happen to discover something that works better for you than everything else Yeah. what's I mean, your thoughts on lake balls? good or bad? Um, Not in, 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 I'm categorising lake balls here as maybe where somebody found on Facebook marketplace or somebody found on eBay selling second hand golf balls I think you've got to be very, very careful when you do. Um, we've seen several videos and bits of refurbished Pro Vs or yeah. air comma refurbished Pro Vs that are actually a and distance with Pro V stamped on them. 
and I think that's what people have got to be wary about. But if you go and come across something pearl grade or something like that are fresh and still the current model, it's not a bad thing. No. I think it's more cost effective for a lot of people and that's what we've got to kind of look at with golf. I think steer away from the refurbished. I've tried them, I've used them. They're dreadful, aren't they? I don't care how good they are. Yeah, I don't think there's much quality in refurbs at all. I don't think you can tell what is a Pro-V and what isn't because you're going on gospel of what's printed on the outside of them. Um, and that relacquering, I don't know what your thoughts on, but the relacquering looks like somebody's dipped it in a pot yeah, of julocks, doesn't it? I think this is where people have got to be a little bit wise and look at what has been... Avoid a refurbished ball, full stop. Yeah. If they are pearl-grade late balls then you've got to shout, you've got a good ball that sadly somebody's lost. Mm. And I, I certainly know from the rounds we've spoke about with open qualifying, there were one or two mm. practice shot one-hit wonders where you don't quite get the wind right, you try something it doesn't come off and there's a new ball nestled in a hedge somewhere, then those kind of balls are going to be fantastic for most people to take to winter. Yeah, you found mine. I remember it was brilliant, you found mine at open qualifying, I, didn't you? I did shed a tear down in the second <laughs> with laughter that we... Unfortunately, one of my playing partners had sprayed one right into the second and stepped on a ball, was hopeful for him and sort of bridged down with your marking on that <laughs> was only lost three days beforehand. Um, Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. You brought it back for me. Uh, yes, I probably should have done. Um, <laughs> I think he pocketed it, didn't he? Yes, I think he did, actually. So he's now a Bridgestone <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's finding something that's more cost-effective for you yeah. through the winter that you're not going to be upset about losing. Because I imagine you can get a heck of a lot more pearl grey Pro V's for £45 than you can brand new. Yeah. Just go to somebody reputable. Go to somebody either on eBay listings or even that local pros now. Hmm? Local pros are, do, are doing pearl grey golf balls. They might get, especially this time of year, somebody to come and dredge a lake or to get the scuba gear on and jump in a pond and the club get the balls back after that. Yeah, it, it was originally a very Americanised thing that's starting to become more... Oh, British as we as we speak with it really um, but I think that's the big thing is be cost effective over the winter and that's what we want really we don't want to be hurt by pouring hundreds of pounds down the drain because no. 24 balls for £90 as far as Pro V's go aren't, isn't the greatest feeling in the world when you're going to have to go and buy more it, it can get very very expensive yeah. if you're buying something a bit cheaper and like we say, you don't even have to stick with it. If you want to go down to kind of a sports direct and buy Shrix and Distance at £10 a box, okay, go and do it. It's not going to hurt you. The spin isn't going to hurt when it plugs. Mm. But if that then goes towards your links budget or something like that to go and play some courses and have a bit of an adventure over winter, then go and do it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll, I'll maybe keep or advise people to maybe keep a, a nice sleeve for going having a day out somewhere. Yeah. and using other ones, practice balls, look in your practice bag. If you're just going to have a knock and you know it's going to potentially going to lose a bag full of balls just because of the conditions, well, as yeah. you said there, Joe, make the adjustments that you need to. Yeah, I mean, another thing we, we really should cover during winter golf is the humble mud ball. Mud um, ball, love it. A great, great kind of video came out from My Golf Spy and I'd encourage people to go and watch it about the effects of a scuff or a bit of mud on the golf ball. Quite frankly, knowing what we know, we've all seen tour pros kind of hit world-class yeah. wacky shots due to mud balls. I never realised, truthfully, how bad it actually was. 
and it, it's horrifying. And yeah. They they were almost kind of saying as soon as it hits the cart path, it's done. It's yeah. finished. The smallest scuff will do damage. So when you've got lift clean in place, use it to every advantage you can. And that's a even if it's a wet towel, a dry towel, whatever it is, get the mud off it completely, get it clean, and tee it up somewhere that it's not going to hurt you too much. Because I think that will make a huge difference to your winter golf, especially during scores. That that make the world a difference. So you need your clean flight, Joe. Another it one is. of our, our friends we come across. in this in, uh, across the pond. There, I've, I've got a, a product that it's available now in the UK on Amazon called Clean Flight Golf. It's a, a, a portable ball washer, and yeah, I, I, I don't, it puzzles me with pals still though, Joe. When we have lift clean in place. They just don't get it. They still just play it as it lies. And you think, what are you doing? I, I think, uh, once again, this this whole video kind of brought to the forefront of people's mind just how bad it can be. And it is quite scary, actually, seeing some of the deviation, the research that's gone into it, how badly a small scuff can affect your flight. Yeah. And if you... Okay, we're, we're saying here that your golf isn't going to be at its best during the winter, but that doesn't mean you don't want your winter golf to be at its best we we still want to kind of get the most out of it that we can and cleaning your ball it's so simple mm. it's such an easy thing to do ball washers are out the course if it's a towel to dry it off and then clean it at the end of the hole you're going to play better golf because of it and that that's not particularly it's opinion fact, it's it? been proven exactly and I think that's it's it's not because my mates are like oh it's cheating if you don't play to it lies well, my, if that if that rules in place it's only cheating if lift clean and place isn't in place at the golf club so as we've always said take advantage of the rules that are there to help you play better golf yeah i think something i'd, I'd definitely incentivize people to do around that again not just for winter golf but for all year round the rna have actually got the rules book on an app yeah you can search it you can find things really easily and it's amazing now the amount of people that are cheating themselves out of relief or certain kind of rules allow them to do things that they didn't realize they could mm. and they're losing shots yeah. people always pick up the kind of inverted commas cheating aspect of it they've always done this and he shouldn't have done but there's so much that people can do that they don't realize and if they did they'd probably get pulled up on it yeah. because people aren't aware of it get the rules stuff on your phone and just have a check if you're not sure it makes a world of difference i know you we played a couple of weeks ago and you just pulled the rule up straight away didn't you it was yeah. two seconds kind of yeah worked. it's so easy to do and the other thing is i'm sure of the rule and i've got it in front of me because you have so many rules experts at golf clubs that have never even come near a rule book they've yeah. heard it they think they know it and sadly that's just not correct having it in front of you is the most valuable thing you can do most clubs have a winter league yeah. they'll probably have a knockout towards the end of it the last thing you want to do is fall out with somebody over a potential rules discussion when you can put it to bed right there yeah and i know something i saw it while i see when we were there last week they had they had a rules night coming up they put some food on you have a drink you get somebody who's a fair with the rules it might be an official of some sort and they put on a bit of a quiz and give you a bit of education and it might be a fun thing to do during the winter months go and support your local golf club and go and get a bit more educated around the rules definitely love it yeah it's fantastic especially to, to kind of broaden horizons a little bit yeah I, I think it's one of those that kind of parting thoughts for me is is just go and have a link think about your bag think about your setup think about your clothing that you've got for the winter months 
And is there anything that, that if somebody just did one thing that we've talked about tonight, Joe, what would it be for you? For me, clean your clubs. It's one we haven't mentioned. Keep them clean because your clubs mean as much as your golf ball does. Keep the grooves clean. Keep everything that's in your control as pristine as it can be. And you'll be all right from there. Even if you haven't quite got the right loft on your driver or the right ball. Yeah. As long as you're getting the most out of your clubs and your ball every time, you'll be fine. Yeah. And and have a look again. Maybe something again we haven't touched on so much with the winter golf really. And then we haven't touched on tonight. But gloves. Either winter yeah. winter mitts, winter gloves. Would you switch from a cabretta leather to a more uh, an artificial material or not during the um, winter? Once again, it comes down to cost effective. I'm very, very lucky with some of the brands we work with to, to end up with kind of cheaper gloves that's fantastic from the guys we work with. But for most, if you're happy with a leather thumb and a leather palm, switch to a leather soft. It's much more cost effective. If it gets wet, it's not going to be ruined. No. As well, the last thing you want to do is buy a brand new kind of Players glove, twenty, 20 pound, and out of nowhere you've got one round out of it, and it now looks like a cabbage leaf. <laughs> it, it's the worst thing you could ever kind of do. And you always try and clean it and save it. You put it on the radiator, yeah. and it does well and truly like a cabbage yeah, leaf. Yeah, there, there's no it. saving it once it's wet. Sadly. <laughs> Brilliant, Joe. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for going golf, of having us down to to talk about winter golf and. If you're not in, in Stoke, where we are, have a look at your local area. See if you've got some indoor simulator space or at least a practice space that you can go or support your local driving ranges as well and keep them clubs out during the winter months. Definitely. Pleasure as always. Super. Joe, thank you so much. Next week, we're going to talk about golf instruction and lessons. Should we, shouldn't we? What's good, what's bad? Using technology, all those kind of things. So cheers, everybody. See you next week.